Hello, and welcome to the Zone of Hot Truth, a podcast by three aspiring DMs where we talk about our opinions, takes, and general going-ons in the TTRPG scene. I'm your host, Eric. I'm John, and every monster is just a brown bear in disguise. I hate the rune bears. That just brought back flashbacks of rune bears from Elden Ring. I fucking hate those things. I think I only ever killed, like, two of those things. They are not worth fighting. They really aren't. just ran. Dude, they're scary. John alluded to it. I mean, first off, John's, like, saying only good takes right now. I love it. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about uh, what monsters do we like, Uh, whether that's mechanically, flavorfully, or tastefully. Grant, start us off. What monster do you like or love? So, contrary to what everyone might have assumed my guess would have, or my answer would have been, which is hags or witches. It's not that, actually. Instead, I'm going to go with kind of like leshens or like leches, like kind of bestial, like forests, forest spirit entities, because they're kind of ambiguous and weird, strange, mystic creatures that you can take in a lot of different directions, and you can do some really interesting things with them they can be a down-to-earth in-your-face like kind of beast type monster or they can be this kind of supernatural presence that's just looming over an area kind of corrupting it or it can be kind of somewhere in between you can lean into like like kind of eldritch horror and body horror elements you can go like magic like you can just do so much with it and like there's just a lot of really cool legends and lore and mythos that you can pull from to really make some memorable things all right so it sounds like there's for john says i'm gonna say it sounds like there's three things in which you used to grade these correct me if i'm wrong wendigos no this is different than a wendigo yeah get fucked oh. Eric. no like no because a wendigo is a more specific type of monster. Wendigo is oh. a, like, kind of a spirit creative and, like, monstrosity created from cannibal. <laughs> Sounds just like what you just described. Yeah, no, but, but, does, I would does. argue that a Wendigo, <laughs> no, Wendigo is different. It's not okay, quite okay, hold on, hold as on. wide-reaching. Okay. It sounds like there's three things you used to weigh this monster, and that was its combat potential, its roleplay potential, and its lore. Yes. Does that sound about right? Those three prongs is really what you're going to you use to evaluate. Not in that order, but yes. Not in that order. Yeah, no, I, I think that's John, a fair assessment. John, have you ever used a Leshen, bestial forest creature, Wendigo, if you will? The, that's that's not in one of the Watsy books, so no. Uh, is the joke <laughs> answer. <laughs> if it's not in Monsters in the Multiverse, John's never seen it. It's true. Uh, to, to listen, I, I'm about like Hash, 30 seconds. Hashnets removed it. <laughs> uh, no, no, I have Tomes of Beasts from Cobalt Press, which totally have shit like this. No, I haven't. I ran, uh, what are they fucking called? Big, big plants that absorb lightning. Um, we fought one in Curse of Strahd. Doesn't matter. Uh, shambling Mount. Yeah, shambling Thank you. Mount. Yes. Oh, I've yeah. Re- I've run those before. That's that's fun. Come on, John. Where's the passion? Okay. So since there was no passion in that answer, no that's, no combat, it was, role play, or lore potential, John, what is a monster you love? Three D six wolves. <laughs> I, I can't get enough of that shit. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. 
<laughs> All right, Eric has left the podcast. I will no, 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 no. Uh, listen, we're all calling our shots before this, and uh, I think I think Eric was the one that I think hit it out of the park for me. Zabaliths, I think, is the like the favorite. Why? Well, I, 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 I like the theme. Uh, I like the, the the in a similar way to Grant the Eldritch Horror only fucking plant creatures aren't Eldritch. Grant doesn't know what Eldritch means. Leshen and them they aren't they aren't plant creatures. John, know your monsters, please. Sure, whatever. Again, is that under is that a Fey type or no? This what's, is what's uh, CR, what CR should I be looking for? Sell me a Abolith. Don't attack them. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't even know. I don't even know what that is. Um, it's a Wendigo. Yeah, sure. No, okay, I know what a Wendigo is. Uh, I think I've seen a stat block for a Wendigo. They they seem pretty good. Um, so like, why Ableth? Uh, one, they're super cool in the effect that they have on the local population. Um, the like layer effects are are interesting. The uh, deadliness of them is very cool. The fact that, like, if one of them hits you and uh, you fail your con save, you're on a time frame to become a thrall. Which is, if if you don't one, if you don't know, and two, if you don't have the solution to it in enough time, is big big spook. It is big spook. <laughs> big That's spook. such a good expression for it. Yes. So, like, they're interesting with the surprise of it, but also, if the players know, it's also fun. I've, 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 my players have fought them twice. Once in Dead and Thay, and once as the BBEG of my campaign. And the first time they didn't know what was happening, uh, until one of them died of being out of the water in the middle of a desert turning into a fish person. And then the second time they knew what was happening and were fucking terrified of them. Uh, and both both were really cool experiences. It's funny you mentioned uh, running it. The first time they had no idea what's happening. The first time I used an Abolith was on players who had just started playing. I want to say it was their fourth session. And I totally forgot to really explain how dangerous it was. I want to say they were third level. Oh and my god. <laughs> and they're like, let's go fight this Abolith. And I'm like, oh god, I have no NPC to communicate to them how terrible of an idea this was. Yeah. And it went about <laughs> as you could expect, which is I had the Abolith run away. Oh, <laughs> Because that would have TPK'd them for sure. Um uh, so my favorite monster, or at least one of my favorite monsters I absolutely love, and I think this one is going to come to no surprise, is a lich. Yep. Um, I love running liches. I think I've almost used one in every game I've pretty much ever run. The reason why I like them is twofold. One, they keep coming back. Like, it's not just as simple as I'm going to go destroy their body. Um, because it, it's a twofold problem. You have to destroy all the... The Horcruxes, oh, sorry, phylacteries, and you have to destroy the body, and that's an ethical element. The other thing I like about liches is, man, do they have such good potential for a BBEG monologue, because they have all the time in the world. 
it makes logical sense that they have prepped out that monologue. In fact, I think a good lich is even like, yeah, what did you think of this? Would you like for let's the next group of Avengers? Uh, yeah, yeah, next group of Avengers are going to come through because I'm totally going to kill you. And, I, like, you guys are dead. Of you already. Yeah, and even if I don't kill you, like you're going to die in sixty years. So like I'm just going to chill. So like, can you fill out this customer survey report? Like, do you think this monologue was terrifying? Did it fill you with an appropriate amount of dread? Because they can be so casual. And they also don't even need to be BBGs, and they can just be like, there's this local lich, and guess what? It's really into horror culture. It because plants are gonna outlive all of you like sentient creatures, so why invest the time getting to know you and the local population when it can get when it can get to know oak tree number ten? Because oak tree number ten and it are gonna live in the world for the next ten thousand years. That's cool. That's cool to me. Yeah, there there's a little bit more potential there with like a lich than more so like my choice. You have to do something very specific with like a lesion or like a leche to like kind of and really lean into like the kind of forest spirit aspect, but like you just you don't quite have the same potential and it doesn't really work for like a BBEG, which might be like kind of one limitation of it. It's kind of like a smaller scale, more like in the moment kind of threat monster. What's an Argo monster that we think is pert- I mean, is it telling that none of us said dragon? Is that like what's wrong with that? Um dragon dragons are weird, I think. Um I think they're overdone. Eh, no, I don't think so. I like the the thi- the thing about dragons are I I find they're a little bit vanilla to 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 run. Uh most of most of them are uh dummies, so that there's not a ton that you can do with that. I mean, then I guess there are some like greens are cunning and and conniving and all that, but like they've never really run as uh, I've I've always seen them as more bestial, so they've never really uh, resonated with me uh, for like big baddies. Uh, and if just like running them in combat, the the breath attack is cool and terrifying, uh, but if the breath attack is on cooldown. The claw players claw are a well, call bites fine, but like yeah, it's, it's it's okay. Are dragons like Pittsburgh style monsters? They're both like overcooked and undercooked. I think they're both overdone I don't understand, and I don't underdone. Understand, I don't understand the reference. I don't quite get the reference, but what you just said at the end there—the overcooking. Oh, Pitt, Pittsburgh style steak. It's you sear it on the ends, oh. so where you burn it. But the middle is all rare. Dragons are like really underdone in that most campaigns don't really feature them. But the themes of a dragon is so overdone to where yeah. it's both overdone and underdone. I, I think that's steak a is good my way favorite to sum food. I've never heard of Pittsburgh style steak before. Okay, well, anyway, so ignore the metaphor. We know you struggle with metaphors, John. I don't. You people <laughs> struggle to understand simple metaphors, but that's fine. Is it a no, metaphor or is it an analogy? Getting back to the point, though, analogy. I think that's a good summary of dragons. Because it kind of hits on what my mine and John's initial gut reactions were, which was essentially the over and underdone a- aspect. And, I mean, I also think that, they, I also do think they are overused. Like, there's a lot of traditional, like, kind of fantasy-based media and fantasy stories where 
dragons are there, and the heroes have to defeat the dragon to save the village, save the kingdom, or, oh no, this dragon's actually good, and it's gonna, like, guide the party. Like, it's kind of all that is usually done with dragons in a lot of published, pre-written adventures or modules or pre-made monster books. They're just... It's, it's hard to be original with them, I feel. I I don't I don't know about that, uh. But I I think I think the actual thing is, the like another way to take this is they they come at an odd time. Like normally, by the time you're fighting a dragon, uh, you're coming to the end of a campaign. So unless they're your BBEG, they're hard to just work in as a just a monster that you fight. They don't work for people most times, so they can't like, uh, they can't just be jobbers that you fight. Grant, have you actually? Uh, I, I, this is an honest question. Have you used a dragon in a game? I have planned to use many dragons, and every single time, my players have sometimes at the first mention or at the very last minute always decided, "Now nah, let's come back to that," and they either never did. The campaign ended naturally or just unexpectedly, or yeah. I, I've tried my damnedest to run dragons, but I've never actually been able to put to pen, like fr- like take it from paper to the actual model on the table. I just pointed out in that you are an experienced DM by now, and you've run a lot of sessions. It's just interesting that a, D- a dragon, while being an iconic monster in one sense, is not a a necessary monster as much as the title of the world's most popular TTRPG, Dra- Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, would have you believe. I'm going to segue into another monster uh, that graces the cover. Beholders. Are Beholders actually interesting? Are they as iconic as the cover of the 5e monster manual? Yeah, would have you believe? absolutely. They I are. think they're pretty iconic. They're definitely, they're definitely something most people would know who are even remotely familiar with tabletop RPGs. And are they interesting to run I, or use? Yeah, absolutely. It's much like... Um, uh, they're they're random with the eye eye beams, so that's interesting. I think uh, again in another theme, they're super deadly. Yeah, can, can, if you want to potentially kill some players, a beholder is a great monster to choose. Getting petrified or uh, disintegrated, both both big spook. I've rolled run three beholders. I've had at least one permanent player death after each one. Also, I don't know how you do it without it. Because of the anti-magic cone, they're one of the few monsters that can really um, make spellcasters actually sweat and That's get put on the back foot. It's no, because like it's one of the few instances where the spellcaster isn't just like the most equipped and just like I got this, guys. It's like the fighter struggles to do anything. And no, it does let marshals potentially shine more. It does, but it's also the reason why I haven't run it is because then half your party doesn't get to play, and that's not fun. Also, well, it's not that it they also don't get floats to play. away. They just have to... Well, depending on the arena you put it in, but, like, it forces spellcasters to, like, get a bit more creative, think on their feet, actually worry about their positioning more than just, I'm 100 feet away, and just so, throw spells. So, like... so an interesting thing is, you mentioned, it turns off spellcasting. The problem with its mechanical rules, at least as far as... 5e and i think 4e as well uh it's magic comb turns its eye stalks off as well so that's kind of a weird thing both by its defensive mechanism it's nerfed its offense that's also can just kind of makes total sense 
Makes I would sense. ignore that. No, I would, no, no, no. It also can some... it also can float away. Is my point. The point is, as much as it can turn off a spellcaster, it also can turn off a marshal by just saying peace. And it's the same thing with dragons. Dragons can just kind of strafe, fire breathe, and if you are paladin with sword, not really. Unless you can harpoon that sword pretty well. Um, do you think flight in monsters? Because none of the three of our big desired monsters were... Fl- I mean, I guess Abolus have a big downside of being in the water, usually. Um, is flexibility what makes it like a really good monster? Is the monster can get used in a lot of different terrains? Yeah, I Sorry, think... Sorry, I asked like five questions there. I think having options is definitely good. And I think flight, though... Getting back to what you tried to originally mention or touch, I think flight is kind of more tr- more a problem than like a cool feature, because then it could just create situations like why wouldn't the monster just never land? Like it, in theory, kind of, a dragon has no reason unless it's trapped in an enclosed space to ever fight the party not flying in the air, just strafing, even if it's not using its breath, just like other ranged, uh, like acid or fire attacks. Like it just. It's strange. You're like, why wouldn't the dragon just immediately fly away if it even got to bloody? And like, kind of same thing with beholders. It just kind of creates more problems sometimes, or you just have to hamstring it and like, you almost have to trap it in its lair. But then it's like, well, why won't it just try to leave? I I don't know. I actually think flight can sometimes be a problem on monsters. I mean, a, a flights. I I actually really like flight because it's a it's a problem to the players. Um that it forces them to come up with a solution to the like where whereas the um i i dislike the anti magic cone because it takes away uh, it feels like it takes away characters um gear flight does feel like it takes away characters but it doesn't take away options so like it it opens up like okay now now your fighters like okay can i grapple this thing so when it does fly i'm holding on to it uh, like that—that's where you get some like really interesting, like dramatic stuff. I find. I I I want to say I agree with you, and I think I do for non-intelligent monsters. Because for intelligent, mo- which a dragon and a beholder often are, or at least with dragons can be. I I just go back to the why wouldn't the dragon or the beholder just fly away? It's it's yeah, smart. Cause, cause it, then, it, it's then bloodied it fl- and it's not trapped inside. Why wouldn't it just always flee? Never I, giving your players a chance to kill it. I mean, it's got to land eventually, and if the, if the if the dragon's a threat, then you have the players hunt down the dragon, and then that's interesting too. Yeah, for more of a campaign or arc style enemy, I think that could work. Quick, uh, short sentence or two, and then we'll go before our final thoughts. What do you think is one of the worst monsters? I know I'm throwing this one out in left field. What's a what's a monster you just think this monster is not suited for tables? Be it mechanic, lore, role-playing. That's a good one. What uh, would I say? Um, hmm. That is interesting. Um, I'll go first to give you guys time to yeah, think. Yeah, do. I, I think, think, I have, mimic. I think mimics. I think mimics. I don't get a lot of enjoyment out of mimics. I feel like the minute a mimic is used, the game is it's turning into a meme. Um, I feel like as soon as somebody says, like, your hand sticks to the object or whatever... Uh, someone's going to say, use the table laughed, I laughed joke. Uh, then after that, everyone starts saying, I, I hit all the items with my sword. It just turns uh, into the I, Dark Souls chest meme. I think there's not a lot of lore. There's no role playing. The combat is 
eh, there's better traps to use. I think I, I, I don't, I don't like mimics. I think mimics are bad. I'm not enjoying them. There, I said it. My gut <laughs> instinct for what my answer is are like were beasts, not because they couldn't be cool, just because like they're going to create so many problems. Players are just at that point, you know, you're going to have a player who's just going to try to become a werewolf come hell or high water anyone who gets attacked ooh, do i get to be a werewolf now i want to take his blood then i can sell it and make vampire like werewolf potions like i just feel like it's going to create more trouble than it's worth and at the end of the day it gets back to the joke john made at the beginning it's basically just a bear reskinned as a man that turned into a bear only it looks like a like it just it's once the transformation happens and like oh my god he's a werewolf it's, you're basically just fighting a bear that stands on two legs and you're going to get the aforementioned can i be a werewolf I just, yeah. I'm, I don't think I've ever used a werewolf. I'm, <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I have. Uh, I and, have once or twice, and all of those things became issues. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't. I for me, they definitely weren't issues because it becomes painfully obvious. Yeah, sure, absolutely, you can become a werewolf. I'm gonna take your character away from you because you're a, now an NPC because you're a monster. Uh, but. And then that normally begets the, oh, shoot, I have to do something about this, uh, which is very easy. Um, I, I also don't love, uh, I also don't love werewolves, but for a different reason. I, it's, I, like, werebears, they attack with great axes. That feels fucking lame <laughs> for a man transformed into a bear, uh... That actually does seem really lame. It does seem pretty lame. I like the first thing that popped into my mind is giants. They seem like worse dragons. That's a pretty cool, interesting take. I, I don't. I hate that I can't instantly say I disagree. Well, but like in ten years, when everyone forgets about the fire giant from Elden Ring, we can all steal that in giants. It will be a cool giant encounter. But until then, I actually think I agree with John. Kind of. I th like. They, they don't. They don't. I, the cool thing about them is they do a bunch of damage and they have a bunch of health. And that's about it. Like they're big, so that's neat, I guess. Like Storm King's Thunder does an okay job with them, but I, like for abilities, they don't really have any abilities. They're just like big hit point bags with with D12s for damage. That's 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 okay, I guess. All right, and that leads us to our patented. Final thoughts. Favorite monsters or monster you want to give a little extra attention to. Alright, I gotcha. Uninterrupted. I gotcha. Rakshasas. Rakshasas are fucking fun. Uh, you, you, you talk about monsters that cause problems for players. Rakshasas. It's just wait until somebody walks through that fucking Liaman's tiny hut and watch the those players shit their pants. It's so good. I'm going to interrupt you for the... that. I had a player literally tell me that they can't walk through it. I didn't give them permission. I'm like, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I, it does it anyway. <laughs> I, had a I had a player spend days casting Hollow. So it, like, prevents demons. And then they looked at it and then went, oh, shoot. It needs to be a seventh level. And then the demon just walked onto the boat. It's so, it's so fucking good. It's so fucking good. <laughs> that actually is fantastic. Oh man! Hey, Grant, toss toss this one. All right, everyone knew it was coming. 
It was gonna be dropped in this episode, but hags and witches. Oh, boo, boring. No, okay, they might be they might be overused. Some people By might you. think they're boring, but I think they are fun. You can you can go a lot of different directions with them. You can have you. There's a lot of room for making awful deals, trying to trick or trap players into foul bargains and other dealings and like they can just be a really menacing presence uh a helpful aid i don't know you can just have a lot of fun with them i think they're neat there's not much more to it i just like witches everyone should run more witches go ahead and say mind flare eric Ooh, i was not gonna say mind flare i do like mind flares though but i think liches do everything mind flares do but a little better the mind flares are that eldritch thing Am I using that right, John? Yes, you are. Um, wanted to make sure it was El- John approved Eldritch. It's not my fault uh, John doesn't action. know what fucking monsters are. The monster I'm going to highlight, because I want to give it a little extra love. Gelatinous cubes. They are fun. They're so fun because they have no role-playing element. The role-playing element is the fact that your players are out of their mind. When it gets dropped on top of them, they walk into it, they jump into it. It dashes in a hallway. You can do so many funny things with gelatinous cubes, and it's always kind of comical. Um, I mean, it can be terrifying, too, because describing a character's arm dissolving in the acid is probably something that most players were not expecting. But it also can be kind of funny of, like, somebody falls into a pit trap into the cube, they need help getting out because there's no room to get out. But the party is fighting another monster on the other side. No one can spare a hand. And you have one person saying, please, for the love of God, get me out of this thing. And everyone else says, no, 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 just tough it out. Just tough it out. <laughs> I don't know. Gelatinous cubes are hilarious. Or just it dashes in a hallway at the party. I'll keep go one step further. I'm going to give my best gelatinous troop trap because I have to say it. You have a sign that says gelatinous food gelatinous cube food ahead and it's a bridge the bridge is an illusion the players step on the bridge and fall down into the cubes waiting below that, i think it's it, it's funny it's one i think you can do a lot of very comical traps with them but what i'm curious is what are your favorite monsters what are monsters that you derive particular enjoyment from uh, using at the table, uh, whether it's their emotion they invoke, their lore, or just their mechanics, and they make your players grapple with some difficult decisions. Um, you always uh, would love to hear either on Twitter, on our anchor, if you want to leave us a voicemail, uh, we'd love to hear it. Uh, want to thank all our, all of you listeners out there. We've really appreciated all the wonderful feedback we've gotten. Uh, it's really meant a lot to us. But at the end of the day, thank you for listening and. Don't be afraid to try to make some uh, custom versions of your favorite monsters. Find new ways to make them original, unique. Add something extra to them. 